You're listening to Freud's Angels, where we talk about where the science of the mind meets the spirit of the heart. Each week, we'll discuss ways to create awareness of yourself and your reaction to the world around you today, as well as healing events of the past. I'll be bringing in both traditional and non-traditional psychology concepts, and I'll be bringing the healing through the lens of our heart and how to heal what we discover creating a powerful connection between what our heart needs and what our mind thinks we want. Now we're your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Vanessa. Now let's get into the show. Hello, angels. Welcome to episode 48. And this one's going to be a fun one. We're going to take you down a little rabbit hole today. Vanessa, what are we talking about? I'm so excited about this rabbit hole. I mean, whoa, like my mind is already blown and we haven't even really started. Uh, We're going to talk about communication today, but not just any old communication talk. Um, I think we hear kind of some of the same things over and over, but we're going to talk about the importance of communication and maybe talk about how we screwed up along the way (laughs) communication to kind of give us a little bit of backstory about how we got to where we are. Well, it just, um, I, I think it's, it, I think it's important because I think we really have a tendency to, to try to do that, like in the now without really trying to figure out how it happened. Right. And the roots of change is always in, you know, in the, the beginning. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and it's like, it was like with everything, there's a reason why we learned that communication was important is because somebody fucked up. Yeah somebody somebody miscommunicated something and you know and 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 it didn't warning label is always there because somebody stuck their hand in the fan (laughs) right there's there's always a story behind some rule or law you know right um but i i think we're gonna also dive into the history of it and how it became such a thing it's such an important thing and how it divided us even back in the neanderthal days um yeah which is it where that rabbit hole, right? Like, so, for the, you know, for, for, for the listeners who listen every week, you know that we have like our little pregame before <laughs> we record and Amy blew my freaking mind <laughs> because I'm, I'm that person that is always trying to figure out how things started, especially things I don't like, things that like really hurt my heart. I'm always like, who's the first person who did this? I want to, I don't know if I'm looking to hate that person or smite them, if they're on this earth in a new body, like I have no idea where that, where that feeling comes from, but it's definitely like, it happens to me all the time. I want to know the roots of everything. And this communication thing, it started with us talking about, you know, one thing. And and then it just, I mean, we just dove. I mean, it was like, we free, we fell like Alice. Yeah. So why don't we, I mean, I think like, so to me, I, I guess maybe we'll kind of like recreate a little bit of how that conversation started sure. because to me, like I'm thinking like it started with me being like, well, who were the first people to decide that like on this side was the right people and on this side was the wrong people. And then we're going to enslave them or we're going to kill them or, you know, insert negative behavior. Yeah. How did this happen? Yep. Yep. And, and so that was and, like kind of where it started. And yes. then, <laughs> and then I said, lesson y'all are about to get. <laughs> and then I said, I was, cause I it just, you know, give me a documentary and I'm dangerous. Right. And mm. 
So I was watching a documentary, The History of the World. And you know how there's a theory out there that we all came from this one woman. That this woman, that we all can, you know, trace our lineage back to this one woman, this one tribal woman. And they were at first talking about how these tribes would migrate from like Asia through India over the Dead Sea and you know, and, and that most tribes died at that crossing over the Dead Sea, except mm. for one. And then that's where we originated from. The, the people that live here today originate from that tribe. And then it talks about how that tribe, you know, out of necessity, out of, you know, survival, they started to talk about, they started to learn farming and because they needed a way to tell people and to carry their stories, they developed a language. So they actually developed a way to record things. Well, you know how when people like one group develop something, you know, the other group has no idea what they're talking about because they're like, whatever. Um, right. Well, because if you think about it, if you go into Vietnam, and this is right. just an aside, do you realize mm-hmm. how many individual languages are in Vietnam? There are nope. more than any of us could fathom because they take, they take like parts of one and parts of another and they amalgamate this, this sense of like how the, what their language is. And it can mean something completely different from one tribe to the next. I mean, that's, that's how crazy it is. And if you think about it this time, well, as these tribes began to thrive, they began to go into Europe. And once they hit Europe, they hit like uh, these, um, you know, that's when they hit inclement weather because if you think about it, India is hot all the time. There is no right. snow. There is no real inclement weather in that type of area. So they get into Europe and they cover snow and they, you know, and then they discover that they're not the only people living on the planet. The yeah. Neanderthals what a at that time, <laughs> you know, and so then there became this clash between these tribes that are coming up through as well as the Neanderthals who live there. And the advantage that these tribes had was because they had a communicative, they had a language that they spoke so they could strategize. They could, they could like, Oh, there's one of them because they was, they were fighting for food. They were fighting for survival. It wasn't like they were impinging war because they're a cis white male who wanted to conquer the entire world. It's because they were, they were trying to, they were trying to survive. They needed, right. they needed the, the, the livestock and the meat and, the, and whatever right. else they were hunting. And so they were in competition with the Neanderthals. So they would, they were able to, you know, if they were chasing a Neanderthal or in a skirmish with one, they were able to communicate in a way that had, they had the advantage. So yeah. right there is where communication began the process it. of its importance was for survival. I can't deal with it because to me I'm just like man y'all could have been hunting together and eating together y'all could have been the first Thanksgiving people like <laughs> like really teach it we could have learned it in a like a better way <laughs> it wouldn't have been a big old lie <laughs> yep and that but that's crazy because because it's you know and it's also like they like they were explaining too about how you know they were one of the first tribes to create some of the the cave dwellings you know how you go into these caves and there's these handprints and stories and pictures depicting their life because they wanted to record their existence it started that early and it just went from there it just it just went from there and it seems that so many 
skirmishes, so many wars, so many conflicts were because no one could understand each other. No one had the ability to talk the same language or understand right. each other. So right. if you think about it, that's why communication, a clear, effective communication is so important. It's, it's important in that it was important for survival as well as the, your, your whole tribe, like the safety yeah. of your whole tribe. And for sure, you for know, sure. and, and, and in, in like collaborations and, you know, survival could have been better with, with, with that communication. And perhaps that money there, that power hungry greed that eventually erupted somewhere along the line, <laughs> maybe could have been ch- changed. I mean, obviously we can't go backwards and do this, but I think like, again, you know, like any historical findings are worth figuring out how they affect us today and what we can learn from that and turn it in some way on its head so that we're not continuing the same freaking cycle from Neanderthal days because nobody likes to be called a Neanderthal but certainly sounds like we still are (laughs) well and if you take that idea of communication and fast forward it Vanessa there is this sense of so many things in history happen because of a miscommunication So many things in wars Mm -hmm. happen because of a miscommunication. We spent wars trying to decipher code to know what the other person was saying to have the advantage of the, you know, of of the situation. I mean, look at the code breakers in the UK with World War One and Two. You know that they had to decipher the Germans' code so that they would be prepared to know when attacks were coming. Right. It's just communication has disrupted or brought harmony to different situations from the Neanderthal days then on. Because, I mean, if you think about it, say a king is like, hey, I want to rule your country. And, or I want, you know, or I want something from you. And and the other king is like, well, sure, no problem. And he gives him 20 days to like reply. Well, he sends it off because he doesn't get it for 10, send it back and he didn't get it for 30. And so he's already invaded his country because he never replied. But if he had waited 10 days, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was no email back then. So it wasn't like, like, I didn't get the email. Sorry. I didn't get your text. Right. I mean, can you imagine carrier pigeons? Yeah. Being the only way that we hit it and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Or a person on a horse riding for days on end. Yeah. I mean, really, when you think about it, right? Like, and and this is why, okay. So when we get into this rabbit hole, it it blows my mind that we still suck at communication with all of the friggin' tools that we have. How are we still as bad or it's seemingly worse because we have the tools as, you know, thousands of years ago? Why are, why do we continue to struggle with communication and yes part of it has to do with the you know the other thing we were talking about beforehand which was you know that power you know the first part somewhere along the line you know like there was an uprising in you know a, a big way a bigger way you know than just kind of tribes fighting and moving on or or whatever you know and, and just kind of allowing that to be there became that greed that sure. of the i want and i want to conquer and that kind of thing and like you know, like just kind of seeing how that all fits in and how that continues to fit in with like, you know, just 
I don't know, just the origins of a lot of what we've got going on today. Like you said, with like, you know, wars being started because of communication and, 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 and the effective communication of dictators, you know, they're better, they were better at communication and manipulation through communication than others, you know, and like, how are we, how do we still fail <laughs> at like wanting to change that, like wanting to create equality in terms of communication like and and how is it still affecting us today on it on even like our level right. you know uh, right. and I know I just went I, feel, I I even felt myself go in all those directions <laughs> well if if you think about it in in worldview okay the person that has the truth has you know the person if you can sway a bunch of people you have the power right so and that's somewhere I, someone wanted power or felt it and, and went on that dopamine rush. <laughs> yep. Because the truth does not matter to some people. What matters is whether you have the collective vote. That's mm-hmm. what matters is that if you have the power and the support of people, then you are powerful. Because if you, it, we've just seen this in the last four years, is that if you can talk enough to get people to rally behind you, to make people think yeah. you are the shit, they will do your bidding. Yeah. And it becomes their truth. And they won't, they don't want to listen yeah. to anything else other than what confirms their narrative. So right. it's, it's, it's communication is a deadly game in that way, because it's like, you talk about dictatorships. If, if I, if we had a dictatorship, uh, we would know where the person stands. Would we not? We would know what's expected yeah. of us as a community. So mm-hmm. clear communication. Look at Hitler. Right. Look at the thousands of people. You would you not think that somebody would have said, "I don't know that this guy is okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know that this guy has has two marbles in his head." You know, it's like right. he's a little left of center. But no, yeah. because they knew what to expect. He promised them the world. He gave them yeah. nothing, but he had enough sway that it was enough to make them go, oh, he is the answer because they were impoverished. The country was failing. The country had no resources. And here comes this angel of death. And he's like, I will give you cars. I will give you money. I will give you homes. And, you know, all the things that these Germans had paid into, like subscriptions they paid into to get a car. They ended up with nothing because it was just fueling the war. And yeah. they still believed it. And even when he was exposed, they still loved him. Yeah. It's, it's the power of persuasion is communication. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. that is what created one lost wars and di- that it's created div- divisiveness in this world. But communication yeah. on the flip side of that, because let's not go down Debbie, down Debbie Downer Lane. But- <laughs> I know. I was a little bit like, oh, we're never going to fix it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I went I went to that dark place for a second (laughs) because but it but it but it's true I mean if you if you see the patterns it's true so then you step into the idea of you know wanting the truth wanting to know what is real well it depends on who you talk to yeah and because everything is real for different people yeah and so how on basics yeah. It, there's a lot of stuff that's real for every single one of us. Yep. And so how do we fix it? So how do we, how do we change it 
just within our own world, just within, you know, who we are in our friends and our scope of friends and family and whatever. It's, it's how we, it's connecting yourself to what it is you truly want to say, what it is you're truly meaning, what, what it is that's truly important to you in that moment. Like, what, what do you want to say? You know, and I'm not talking like big moments of like, you know, I have to make this grand statement, but in every day, you know, we actively have to learn how to communicate on a very authentic level because we're used to telling people what they want to hear. Right. Or that what we think they want to hear because we're afraid of what, that what we really have to say is going to hurt their feelings. X situation. Yep. You know, or whatever. You know, I, I mean, as you were talking, I was just all I, all I could think about was like, if only 14 year old me knew that 30, how old am I? I'm not 30, anything. Four, <laughs> 42 year old me. I'm lying about my age so long. I don't even remember. Uh, <laughs> that 42 year old me would be like a hippie. <laughs> and she, I would laugh because at 14, I, I really was kind of brainwashed in some of those ways that we were just talking about. And now it's like, I am so very clear on like, love love is the answer. And looking at that common ground of all of us. And maybe this is why, you know, I love the work that I do is that, you know, we just find that common root and try to get at it and try to clear the negative pathways through there. Every single person, even the people who we believe are super hateful, they still love, right? They love somebody, somebody loves them. They still feel love. You know, it's that 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 absence of love that they have for other people because they can't conceptualize why to love that other person. You know, like there, there's so much of like, like love is gone you know we don't love other people as humans and so we don't look for those commonalities as humans that we can connect to that we can communicate about if i'm communicating feeling unloved or if i'm communicating loving somebody else in in an effective way i'm allowing people to not combat me and the people who are listening if we're if we're able to connect to our own love we can hear other people better, yeah. right? Because we're understanding that it's not against me, it's pro them. And that's not the same thing. Yep. Yeah. It's allowing people their own process of communication and their own truth mm-hmm. and saying their truth has nothing to do with me. Right. Because even if, it, we- even if the truth of their relationship, of our relationship is different, that's because of the filters they're looking through. Now, if I have things I'm culpable in that I'm not kind, I'm not loving, I'm not allowing, I'm, I'm dictatorship, I'm, I'm very, un, like, I'm not really being open and kind of allowing the person to process, then I, you know, yeah, sure, for sure, I'll take ownership of that. But, but after whatever that person does after that is up yeah. to them. Is up right. to like, are you going to let it go? Or is that your narrative? Is that your truth forever? Or can it be momentary? And can you change your truth to the like, I spoke how I felt and things got changed and I'm happy. Can that be your narrative? Because here there's something that, that I forget the meme and I wish I saved it because it was so right on. We are stuck in our stories with, when we yeah. communicate, if you, if you like the story you're telling, and you don't ever want to change it because it gives you attention or B it's what you know, and you're afraid of the other side of what you know, 
you're never going to heal what that story is. You're never going to make moves to change it. And if you made money off of it, meaning whatever that is, whether it's you're an author, whether you're, you know, you do podcasts, whether you're a public speaker, if you've made money from that wounding and staying in that wounding, then you're never going to heal it. And it's never going to change for you. Your truth is never going to change. You're getting your love, right? Like that, that's the form of love that that's the form of love you got. So therefore that's the form of love that's been reinforced. This is how I get love. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And when you talk about stories, I mean, the last three weeks, for some reason, I have been super Brene Brown, like it's like a cycle, right? Like, you know, I've gone through my Tony Robbins (laughs) and now I'm back on my Brene Brown, like the reason why I love her and I love listening to her is because she and I think very differently. I mean, very much the same, probably because she's a social scientist, you know, like she is kind of like in that realm of like psychology, but also like, why do people do what they do? Like she really like does research on like, tell me stuff, like, tell me why you do the shit you do, please, because I need to understand. (laughs) And like what she's like, what she communicates to all of us is like, there's never going to be an answer that every time that I do research, I get essentially different answers, even than what I came in with as a researcher as knowing, because people are different. Society changes. Everybody's experience changes, but it all comes down to story. And she, she uses story. I, you know, like, I, I think I tend to use narrative because I think of it as like a verbal, <laughs> like a verbal telling yourself, like, bah, 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 like it's talking in your head, but she says the story of like the story that you make up and that your brain makes it up. You don't do it on purpose, but it, in order to take action, we need to know what's going on. And so our brain has to very quickly put together what's going on in order for us to take action. And a lot of times it's a split, sec- split second thing, but we then go looking for evidence as we believe. And we'll find evidence in either, e- either direction, no matter what. We can find evidence of something positive. If that's the story that we've come up with, we can find evidence of something negative if that's the story we come up with. But that, that story is built from experience and programming you know, like, I don't even know, I haven't maybe listened to enough of it to know if that's where she has decided it comes from. But that's what like, I know in my work to have it come from is like our filter of experience and programming, you know, and along the way, like the things that we have picked up, we kind of push away what we want. And we just keep holding on to what we think is. And that story we have to be like, very aware of that it's may not be true. And that's where everybody gets stuck because it's true to us. So we can't fathom the idea that there, that there's another truth out there because we think of truth as only one thing. The truth is one thing only. It cannot be, there cannot be five truths. There can only be one. And it's like, wrong. (laughs) Like this is where we have to understand it is wrong. That's why you can have siblings grow up in the same home and they're completely different human beings because they are completely different human beings. They've experienced the same events, but they're programmed differently for whatever reason. Their brain biology is different for whatever reason. And that alone is something we can't control. So we have to understand your brain is different than mine. So your truth is going to be different than mine what we have to do is be able to effectively communicate to each other so that we can accept what the other person is saying 
communicate what we believe and try to come together and say, well, what do we do now together? What is the new narrative? What is the new story that we are going to create together? Because now we're talking truth, two truths combining (laughs) into what our combined truth is. (laughs) For us, our two individual people, because it's not going to be the same for everybody else. <laughs> How do we do that? You know, like, and that's a whole other podcast that we are definitely going to do. But I think, you know, really thinking about the the basics of communication and how very, very important it is to understand that not only is communication important, but listening to somebody else and knowing that your truth is not the only truth is like nothing nothing is going to be solved if we can't start to internalize that and i think we we go into conversations and we we almost go into conversations trying to prove ourselves trying to trying to be the person that's right and i've done it I've done it many times and and, Mm -hmm. and we all do it. But I think if we just go into the conversation with a desire to create understanding, a desire to create understanding, knowing that my reality is different from your reality, because we have different filters. We have different traumas. We have different things that, that create our reality in a different way. So it's not about right or wrong. It's creating a fundamental, like common ground where, we can both come from in order to create healing understanding or whatever it is, but you know, and I, I'm, I'm stuck I'm Vanessa. I'm, I'm still like thinking about what you were just saying and, and how true that is and how important it is because like, for example, that's why like with my siblings, I have such a hard time because they don't see our upbringing as they, as I do, because we yeah. have, there's three different kids three different kids experience three different childhoods and have three different reactions to them. And there have three different truths and that's the way it's always going to be. It's, it's, you know, it's a dare I say, it's, it's not just perception. It's what we're taking as owning that perception as being true. And, you know, and there are moments friends that, that I I want to something I had spoke of last uh, podcast. Sometimes our brain gives us a truth that is a lie and it's a, and it's a lie for a reason. Sometimes our brain is the biggest, when we're young, it is the biggest tool we have. Its job is to make sure we make it that we live. And so it could create a situation where a lie in that moment becomes the truth because in order for you to survive, you need to believe that lie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes, yeah. most of the times we won't ever know it because most of the times we're not really ready to see the truth behind it. But when we do, we have to understand right. that there was necessary for our emotional and mental well-being. Yeah. Um, and I do a lot, a lot of that work with people in therapy where we uncover and we go backwards and be like, okay, so where was that written? And how do we change that writing? Yeah. Like now that we can see it with our adult brains, like that's, yeah. that's literally the words I say, like we, now we have our adult brains, let's go back and see what our child brains thought of and really challenge it and understand that 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 was the truth then and we're not saying it's not the truth then but now we have additional information so we can make a more informed decision about what happened right exactly and it's so important um so just in regards to communication 
the rule of thumb, I think, is to always do your best to communicate the truth as it appears to you and allow the other person to have different truths. And if you're on and the, it's not against you, right? Like, right. I, I mean, I, I can't say it enough that like pro me is not anti you. Right. <laughs> right. It can be pro you too. Right. Like we don't have, we don't have these fights about like you and I were talking about fish. You weren't pissed at me because I don't like fish. You weren't like, you're totally wrong. Fish is delicious. And you're very wrong. You're very super wrong. We can't even be friends. How could you grow up in Massachusetts and not like fish? Seriously. You were just kind of like, I mean, hey, I mean, I didn't either. Here's my experience. I didn't say to you, well, I don't believe you. You must be lying about your experience. I know but because it didn't matter, right? It didn't hurt my heart. I didn't feel like I had to protect it and yeah. neither did you. But no. we get into those woundings and yes. we feel like we have to protect it. And so therefore like our, our effective communication gets shut down because again, like we're, we're going into fight or flight and we're, we're doing what our brain is automatically trained us or, or is automatically trained to do. And we have lost control because we've let the wound take over. And in order to effectively communicate, we have to know the importance of stopping that because we don't really want to create more problems <laughs> and we tend to do that if we're not in control. <laughs> well, and, and you know, it's funny because I was listening to um, Jay Shetty. Uh, he's, I love him. And he was talking about him and his wife and how, you know, how when they had a problem or they were having a disagreement, when the two truths were different between the two of them, they would pause and just say, okay, we're, it's not being pro self, but it's being pro relationship and saying, mm -hmm. here we are, here's the problem as a third entity in the group. What do we do together in order to help solve this problem? How do we do it together? not from two separate sides of the, of the game field. It's how do we come together as a team in order to solve this problem? What are, let's pick it apart together. Let's, let's root it out together. And, and it was like, just this big aha moment in that for me, it's like, Oh yeah. It's like problems aren't made because one of us is wrong or one of us is right. Problems are made because we have to see perspective. We have to allow for perspective of other people. And then we find a way that changes the perspective so that it's equitable for both parties. Yeah. We have to be able to communicate effectively. We also be, need to be able to receive communication effectively. It's like our, you know, if my email is full, I can't get your email. Yeah. I need to clear out the space so I can get your freaking email. Yep. And it's not your fault that I didn't get your email and I'm not going to yell at you about the email. <laughs> I'm going to accept that I did not clear out my inbox. That's why I didn't get your email. Yes. <laughs> inbox full. <laughs> right. Right. But as you were talking, you said teammate. I was like, ding, ding, ding. Cause you know, sports me is like, Whoa, I could just come up with a sports metaphor now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like my clients love, like they love to hear me go off on my like big old, visual tangents <laughs> because I'm like just imagine you know and and I mean they make fun of me but they also are like freaking a you know what I thought of was a stupid trash can thing and I'm like yeah you did because <laughs> I made it real for you but thinking of that teammate thing right like you know 
playing sports my whole life, it didn't matter how I got the freaking puck in the net. It mattered that I got the puck in the net. And that if I couldn't, I would give it to that other person. And I also did not care how they were going to do it. It just needed to go in there. And because we were solving together, we're solving the problem of the game and wanting to win it. And each individual has their talents. We understand their talents. We don't say that they're better, you know, that their, their talent is more valuable than ours, right? Like we all have our own thing that we are good at. And the only way to win is to use our strengths toward that. And like when I was thinking about that, a whole, it all flashed through my head <laughs> that quickly. I thought, my God, if we could always do exactly that is to just stop and be like, what's your talent in solving this problem? Yeah. <laughs> my talent in solving this problem, because like, that's what we need to come at it with is like, we already know the problem exists. And I think that we get stuck in trying to talk about how the problem happened, which is important, right? Yes. Like it is important to know so we don't repeat the mistakes. True story. But more importantly, when we find our part in, in the solution, it's like we now plant new seeds for growth. So now I know and I will move forward with that behavior and most likely that maybe need to go root-wise eat in each other right? Like in my, in myself, I may need to be like, all right, so the work that I did and this, I'm saying personally, I've done this is like, okay, we're going to get over this. But on a side note, I need to work on this because I know that that's the root of why I can't stop bitching about this thing at you, or this is why I'm so hurt by you. It's, it's not you. I have to do that, that work, right? I'm not, and telling you about what you've done or what I think you've done or, or all of that, that's not getting at the root of the problem. The root of the problem is how I reacted and why. So that's my, we, we, we have our together team stuff, right? Like here, here's the talents we need to win the game. And then I have my individual work that I do on the skills that I feel like I need to create so I can be better in the team. Yep. Right. I may go work on my backhand because it sucks. (laughs) <laughs> so that I can come in and help the team win. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's we have we while we are a team, we each have our own individual component and responsibility within the team. And if we're not maintaining our end of that, meaning our wellness, our emotional wellness, our mental wellness, our whatever, physical wellness, then we we can't be effective as effective in the team as we could be if we had taken care of that. Right. And we're gonna be negative. Right. We're going to be looking at the negative and we're going to totally dull our own shine and skill because we can't concentrate on our strengths. Like, I mean, that, and that's why, like, I think, you know, when we, when we think about attacking things with our strengths, that's all we've got in in terms of forward progress is our Mm -hmm. strengths that we can't effectively solve a problem with our weaknesses, (laughs) right? Like pointing at our weaknesses is not the, it's not the solution. The solution is maybe until now or until this, until I resolve this, this is what we need to do, right? Like, so that we can coexist while I'm working on my father wound or well, whatever, what, you know, while whatever, this is what we do. Sometimes it's temporary, you know, sometimes it turns into a permanent thing, but yeah, I mean, it's like, again, like as everything, awareness is number one and communication in a relationship of any kind 
a family relationship, a romantic relationship, a friendship, a work relationship is so important. And if we don't know how to do it and we don't know how to hear it, we're just going to continue to have problems. And it's okay to say to someone like, I'll say, for example, my new position, I'm very used to working by myself, like in a sense, very isolated and not needing to communicate too much to too many people, except for maybe one person. But I have Mm -hmm. a team now and I'm working within a team. So that means I need to communicate to not only my supervisor, but I need to communicate to the whole company because we're a team. We're only 25, you know, it's, so it's a different, and, and I've, and I've expressed to my supervisor, I said, look, I said, I will do my very best to make sure that I'm communicative, that I'm telling you where I'm at. And that I'm, but understand that I could slip up in a sense of, because I've only ever had to be accountable for, to like one person ever. And like, it's yeah. never been about the company. So right. I said, know that I'm, I'm working on that and that I'm actively working to be very communicative and very trying to make sure I'm very upfront and very transparent. And I'm, I'm, I'm there and I'm, I'm, I'm part of it. And, you know, and, and they were like, yeah, no problem. We'll, we'll let you know if something feels wrong or shifts or something feels not quite right. We'll, we'll let you know. And I'm like, I'm sure you will, but you know, Perfect. well, yeah. And so the other half of that, right. Is the, like, here's what I've communicated. So when that comes back to me, I'm remembering the filter that I set up, right? And 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 now, so I'm going to filter my reaction through that, right? And that's we fail there too, right? Like, I mean, we there's so many failures that we have on that commu- that level of communication sometimes. Again, because of our wounds and because of forgetting what we've done, you know, what we've created is going to come back on us. So that that being said, it's like when you when you say something like that, and then maybe somebody. Probably it's probably always going to be somebody who wasn't the person you told that to <laughs> gets upset because they didn't hear something. It's like that challenge, right? To be like, okay, I'm still learning. And so I don't have to take this personally. Right. I can allow that person to not have known or not, or also be working on it. And so I can choose to re- respond in a way that's like, hey, I want to communicate to you very well. I want you to hear me. So I'm going to choose how I say it because I want you to hear me. I don't need to defend myself. I need you to hear me. And that's those are two completely different things. And I, I love that you set that up that way so that you can, you know, in turn, have at least something to fall back on of like, okay, I've put it out there. And so I'm receiving feedback that is helping me achieve my goal because that's what I've asked for. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And it's also being very clear and authentic in who you are and knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, knowing, knowing where the things that you have, you find challenging. Cause there's not one of us that enters a situation that you're totally like, yeah, I'm a boss bitch. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to make it. I, while I walk in like that, there are still moments and things that I need to communicate to my employer or supervisors to make sure that our relationship is equitable, to make sure that there is an understanding and an expectation of what each of us needs, wants, and and how that works. It's necessary. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not one of those things anymore where it's, it's, you know, it's, what's the word I'm looking for that it's, it's um, optional. 
you know, it's, it's necessary because I want to make our relationship successful because I really like where I'm working and I don't want to damage that in any way. And the only way that I can do that is to come up as effective as possible and to show up authentically as possible. And especially in my communication. So, yeah. And I think that, you know, too, is that how we want to show up is important. And if you think to yourself, how do I want to show up in each of my relationships, my situations, pick one, pick one that you have a challenge with, with communication yeah. and just really begin to see where the breakdown is. What is the breakdown? Is it my attitude towards communicating? Is it the other person like maybe they're looking for you to drink their Kool-Aid and they're not willing to see that you have a different truth or do you not want to allow somebody to have a different truth? You know, whatever that is. Are you afraid? Um, Are you simply afraid? Yeah. And you're not communicating well because of that. Yeah. That, I mean, that was me for a very long time. I I felt afraid to communicate my thoughts and feelings because I would lose the love and interest and and support of another person. That's very common. For sure. And I think too, like it's worth, it's worth saying And this, like um, my very good friend Paige and I used to fight about this all the time about how I believed, and I still believe this, that meeting somebody where they're at does not mean that you are bowing to their ideology or their thoughts or whatever. It's, it's simply a, a, a way to think about communication, right. And to consider their reception of information and that again like communication is a communicating effectively how i think feel or do but also listening and in tune i mean in tune and also understanding how that is being delivered on the other end right like we are very good at talking differently to children than we do to adults we understand that that tiny body can't hear the same thing that the adult does but we don't think about it in terms of adult to adult that you may not hear what I'm saying the way that I'm saying it and saying it louder isn't going to help you or, (laughs) or, you know, demanding that you understand isn't going to help you. It's going to make you defensive. It's going to make you stop listening period. End of story. We all do it. This is our human condition. We, I mean, just done. So taking that step to be like, what am I trying to communicate? Yeah. If this person can't hear me this way, is there another way is there another way? Because again, that communication is important in this, in every single situation. It's so important because we cannot receive validation. We all need validation. We can't pretend that we don't, we can't receive validation. We can't give validation. We can't receive love. We can't give love. We can't grow intelligent, you know, intelligence, if we're not able to communicate and listen and like all of these things, if we want to grow as human beings, we have to understand all the important parts of communication and not just run around using the buzzword. I, I, like I'm big on iceberg words this week. Every single client of mine has heard uh, me call one of their words an iceberg word. <laughs> and I want, communication is one of those, man. People just love to toss it around like communication is everything, communicate. But they don't think about all of those different things underneath the, the surface of the water, right? Like we see, we see communication up here. We know it's important. It's the thing that we're trying to get at or not hit or whatever, you know, like it's it's the iceberg, right? Like we freaking see the iceberg, 
but down below is all that real important stuff that's holding up <laughs> communication. And so if we want to be doing it better, we have to stop using it as an iceberg word. And we have to really start looking at those deeper things and being able to say what we mean and mean what we say and understand that other people hear things through their filter, say things through their filter and just try to meet each other. You know, unless we do that, we're just going to keep doing the same crap that we've been doing since tribal. <laughs> like when are we, are we going to learn guys thousands of years later, are we going to learn? <laughs> Fortunately, you know, some of us takes a bit longer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's 3000 years. We'll have this. Or how many, how many thousands of years are we? I mean, I don't even know. 400,000 years since that happened. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> But maybe the 500,000 is totally <laughs> easy for me to say. Maybe that'll be the one that's the farm. Maybe we'll be able to speak in here. <laughs> maybe we'll go back to hieroglyphics. It'll be really easier because it's just pictures. Yes. <laughs> Pictionary. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I joke, but I really, I mean, this is one of the most important topics. And I think, you know, it's important for everybody to hear, to know that we are not done. <laughs> yes. We will be continuing to talk about communication in the future. And when, and when you look at your communication this over this next week and you take a minute and you observe, make sure you step into neutral because this is not about beating yourself up. It's not about blaming yourself. It's not about yelling at yourself. Do this with a dose of compassion. Understand is that we learn communication skills, not only from society, but from our parents, you know, from the people around us as we grew up. How did your, how did your family communicate? Did they communicate or did they not? Mine never did communicate with each other. We just yelled at each other. You know, that's not a very good communication skill. So I've had to work hard (laughs) and not just yelling at everybody. (laughs) you know so i want to be heard so i'll be loud well and that's just what it was it was just what it was it's it's like you know if you weren't loud enough you didn't get heard and and if you didn't throw temper tantrums you weren't you were just irrelevant and that that carries and so just know that you're looking at it from the perspective of i want to be better at communicating not at a blame game let's not we're not blaming so Take, you know, stop, bring some self-awareness with love, with compassion, or with just neutrality, whichever one you can accomplish, either is good. And just mm-hmm. be like, hmm, okay, how can I communicate better? And even if you have a loved one who you trust, who holds your heart very dear, say, if you could say one thing about my communication or how I could do it better, what would, what would, what would that be? Ask someone else that you trust, but don't go randomly asking people because they'll tell you and it, <laughs> and it may not be true. So yeah, understand their truth is theirs. Other. Yeah. <laughs> right now, if you're having trouble with communication, the person that maybe you have difficulty communicating with is not really going to, it's not going to go well. <laughs> yeah. Make sure it's emphasis, someone we trust. <laughs> yeah. Emphasis on love, mm-hmm. trust, unconditional neutrality, you know, kind of really not going to give you an emotional based answer right because that's i think like the key and this is uh, to bring it into therapy if you have a therapist ask your therapist because <laughs> your therapist is a neutral party who you yes. are meant to communicate with so okay. they are going to be able to say oh well i struggle with this i feel like you know this or i see this pattern with your communication and yes. it's going to be a beautiful thing because they are not saying it 
for any reason other than to help you not to get something from you like maybe you would feel a significant other or a family member might be doing right exactly (laughs) (laughs) i can see it already that filter of like yeah well whatever you say is for your own gain so i don't trust you (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, my friends, uh, what is it? What a wonderful time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, so many ways to communicate mm-hmm. poorly. <laughs> we, but just as many to be able to also be effective. There's a lot of tools out there for us oh to gosh. get better. When we use our tools for good, you know, like, and this is like, I mean, when we use our emails for good, when we use our texts for good and, and in context and, and, and with the understanding of how the other person receives communication, such beautiful things can happen. People who like handwritten letters, when you write them handwritten letters, they're like, yeah, you know, like, and you've created a good communication bond with them. Like, man, that's so beautiful. It can be that way. If you really take a look at you know, again, like the roots of your communication, your current situation and where you want to be. Yep. True story. You just Love remind it. me of my aunt Mimi. We used to write letters <laughs> constantly. Wow. But okay, my friends, I hope that this helps. I hope that we didn't take you down this, this, this rabbit hole and that you're not able to get out of it. <laughs> Cause that well, was, I mean, I think again, like this being part one <laughs> is, is like going to be rabbit holy. They usually are, yeah. but being able to really just kind of conceptualize like it did for me, like to really be like, let me globalize this and take it out of my own head yeah. and really think about it on a bigger scale and put a horizon to it and see how I can, you know, reform and listen to the next communication podcast (laughs) to put in an action (laughs) yes so we're going to continue to talk about communication and different we're going to get more myopic not so broad bring in some tools bring in some ways of how to create verbiage you know verbiage coming you know how you ask or talk to someone and confront or you know or to say how you're feeling how you say it is so important. So we're going to continue down this rabbit hole, probably kind of get you out of it a little bit, but help give you tools to help. And uh, we'll continue probably that next week, but we love you and thanks for listening. And we'll talk to y'all later. I love y'all. Thank you for joining us on Freud's angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us to continue the healing. Connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved. You are worthy. And the world needs your light. <laughs>